Uh, a new year always kind of gives us uh, a time to do that. And when, when Pastor Paul came on staff, he predicted that he would have lots of good years left. So thank you for, for that prediction. And God is following through. So appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, when you start out a new year and you think about what's ahead, uh, you never know, do you? And some of the predictions can, they just, on this side of heaven, we don't have, we don't know what's going to happen because of sin in us and in the world. Uh, I think back to the first day of the year last year, and uh, we knew that we would be electing uh, a new president. How many predicted that Donald Trump would be the president of the United States? I mean, you know, no one, a few of you, okay, there might, maybe. It, but that's in hindsight too, our retrospect, yeah, looking back. Uh, or, you know, the, the, the whole thing with Brexit in, in England, all the, the, the prognostic, oh, they're going to vote to stay in the European Union. Well, it didn't work out that way. And there are plenty of things that we thought would happen maybe for us in the last year that didn't happen. And now as we look forward to 2017, we're, we know that God is going to bless us. And we, we think this might happen or that might happen. But finally, we don't know, do we? And yet there is one thing that we can be absolutely sure of. One sure prediction. And it comes from that wonderful chapter of the Bible, Romans 8. Uh, someone once told me that if you wanted to memorize one chapter of the Bible, Romans 8 is one of the most comforting and meaningful chapters of all of Scripture. And we're going to look specifically at the last two verses of that passage. Because the Apostle Paul is, is finishing up this argument that even though there are bad things happening and the Christians in Rome were already experiencing all of this persecution and everything bad and yet through it all, nothing would separate them from the love of Christ. Now, he doesn't have rosy colored eyeglasses here, okay? I, I know that some people, because of your personality or your bent, when it comes to prediction, you're, you're skeptical, okay? It's hard for you to, to think positively about some things. And that's okay. But others of you, uh, you know, are, are very positive and, and, and always have a great kind of future outlook on things that is, that is so uplifting. And then there's those of us who are in between. Well, the Apostle Paul has one sure prediction, but he's not, he's not foregoing all the possible things that are there to pull us away from God. And even though nothing can separate us, let's look at the list of things that he says. And I'm, again, it, it's, uh, there's no notes in your, on your sermon uh, uh, bulletin, and that's not because I wasn't prepared, okay? <laughs> We, we have a guest preacher uh, in Fishers today uh, who was going to do his own thing, and so it wouldn't look good for my notes. You know, we have the same notes at, both, at all of our sites. So anyway, the notes are there for you to provide your own notes. But look at the epistle lesson again, the last verses where Paul says, I am absolutely convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And let's look at those possibilities of things that could or that might pull us away from God. And here, Paul uses what uh, 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 a literary uh, device that's called a merism. 
It's where two things are listed that are diametrically opposed to one another. So that when, the, when we face the extremes of life, one way or another, or we're somewhere in the middle, we know that God's got us covered and that nothing can separate us. Let's look at the first one. He says, neither death or life. The first pair of extremes, death. That's the ultimate depressor, isn't it? Paul says it's the last enemy to be defeated in 1 Corinthians 15. But it's something we all face, isn't it? And as we go into another year, we are one year, one day, closer to the time when we die, unless the Lord comes again. It's just a truth. And we see it all the time. Here is, as you start out the new year, you look in the mirror and you see there's another wrinkle. There's another pain. There's something else that's happening. And we're all getting closer to that time when the Lord calls us to experience death. And yet, for those of us who have faith, death is not the end. Because Jesus Christ took our death upon himself. The wages of sin is death. This is spiritual death, and this is separation from God. And yet, that's what Jesus experienced on our behalf on the cross. He took our hell upon himself so that now we don't have to because we have a faith relationship with him. And that's why Jesus, in talking to his friends, could say, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though he dies, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And so death is covered for us as Christians. The other side of that is life. We give thanks for life because life is a gift from him. Jesus even says that he came that we might have life and have it to the full so that each day that passes before us is a gift, isn't it, of life. And that's why, whether it's death or the life that we enjoy, every breath that we take is a blessing, every day is a gift, God has us covered. I like what Paul says later in Romans 14. He says, if we live, which we are right now, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. So that each day is special. And in death, that's going to come. We enter into God's eternal presence and neither of them can defeat us. Now, some of you were up late last night. I can see that, all right? So I want you to take your hands, I want you to fold them like this. And I want you to repeat with me the one sure prediction. And here it is, I'm going to give you a clue. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, okay? Let's say it together. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, neither death or life. Let's go on. What's the next merism here? Neither angels nor demons. When it comes to angels, we praise God for his gift of good angels, and we depend on his angels to, to protect us. Angels have been God's messengers through the scriptures. Oh, we trust in the promise. I, I know I have many times of Psalm 91 verse 11. Uh, again, last week as I was driving in a snowstorm up north, and he, that is God, will command his angels concerning you to guard you and protect you in all your ways. As all these other cars were sliding off, somehow the Lord kept me going. That's a, that's a wonderful gift, isn't it? 
God's got us covered with his good angels. And yet, Scripture also speaks of demons, the evil angels, the powers of Satan. And these are the spiritual powers that are there to pull us away from God, to tempt us, to make us think that God doesn't keep his promises, that we are not loved, to get us to doubt whether his forever grace is really true. And really doubt that promise that was in Romans 8, 28 that we started with our scripture reading and that, that we know that in all things God works for good? Really? Then why am I going through this? That's the powers of evil, the demons that tempt us there. And yet God has defeated them too through his death on the cross and his resurrection so that we have the one sure prediction. What is it? Say it with me. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We get to the third one. This pair mentioned by Paul refers to time. He says, neither the present nor the future. Whenever we talk about time, though, we got to start with the past. And certainly when it comes to our past, God has been in control. And yet when we think back to our past, every single one of us has regrets. There's things that we did wrong, and there's things that we wish we would have done <laughs> better or right. And yet when it comes to our past, God has been there for us so that our past doesn't have to haunt us. In 1 John, we, we have these poignant words again that the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all of our past sins. God has forgiven us. And so the past doesn't have to hold us. That leads us to the present. Paul says, forgetting what lies behind, we do that by the grace of God, I press on toward the goal of the upward call in Christ Jesus. And right now we're in the pressing on time, aren't we? We're in the present. But things can look bleak for many people on this first day of 2017. In every service that I've, that I've been in this weekend, there have been people that are experiencing huge crisis in their lives, difficulties, whether it's cancer or Alzheimer's, there are so many things that are there for us in our present. And yet God has us covered so that each day, instead of a drudgery, instead of something that we, we fear, that we're afraid of in the present, each day is a joy. Someone once said, life is what happens to you while you are making plans to do something else. <laughs> Enjoy your life today, right in the present. You, those of you who are parents, grandparents, your, your kids, your grandkids will never be this age again. So you enjoy. Every day is special, isn't it? The sun shining today. What a, what a beautiful thing. And then what about the future? The unknown. It's scary. The future, as we think about it, can be very, very dark. The psalmist says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The darkness is scary because it's the future and it's unknown. What's going to happen as I get another year older? What's going to happen uh, to the, uh, the economy? Uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, economic sites that I, that I looked at this past week, on the same page, had one economist that said things are really going to be good, positive. Uh, our economy is going to grow. It's going to thrive. And on the other side, you know, you had the downer, right? Oh, it's going to be terrible. And yet when we think about the future, we have the promise of God that 
God's going to work things out for us. I like the words from Jeremiah 29, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So God has you covered for your past, your present, and your future as we count on that one sure prediction. What is it again? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. The fourth challenge to God's sure prediction. This is the enemy that doesn't have a partner listed with it. It just says any powers. And powers uh, could refer back to the spiritual powers uh, of Satan that are mentioned before. But we have lots of other powers that can pull us down and pull us away from God's confidence and assurance of his presence in our lives. Uh, Besides international terrorism and other world powers that may threaten us, we face the powers of our own society, of our own culture, that seemingly continue to shift further and further away from what the Bible says, from a biblical worldview. We think of all the physical maladies that we can face. We think about things like our national deficit, which is approaching 20 trillion dollars, and we wonder who's going to pay all that. It's cause for concern. And yet scripture reminds us that in the face of all these powers, that God has everything under control. Listen to the words of Colossians 2. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity dwells, and you have been given this fullness in Christ, who is head over every power and authority. With Christ in your life, your relationship to him, his power is yours and nothing can defeat you. Nothing can pull you away from him. The one sure prediction is true. And what is that again? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. The fourth and final pairing, Paul mentions neither height nor depth. As you go into 2017, maybe you're at a high point in your life. You're at the top of your game. You feel good. Your bills are paid for. You've got money to go on vacations. Uh, Your kids are are growing up and you're so thankful that, that they're maturing. Things are really going wonderful for you. Praise God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Give him the credit. Give him the glory. But there are also lots of people who feel like they're in the pits feel like maybe God has somehow deserted them, that God isn't there. I am reminded of Psalm 139, verse 8. The psalmist says, if I ascend to heaven, you, God, are there. And if I make my bed in Sheol, that's hell on earth, you are there. What that means is that no matter where you are, if you're at the great, greatest heights, or to the lowest places that you've ever been in your life, you are never far from God's love. And you can count on it. No matter what happens, you have the one sure prediction. What is it? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And finally, that which is translated, nor anything in all creation. That covers it all, doesn't it? If Paul mentioned some area that he forgot about that has the potential to pull us away from God, he sums it all up. He says, nothing in all creation 
can pull us away from him. You know, as I, as I read this this week, I was thinking, you know, maybe Paul under the Holy Spirit at this point was outside like I was when I came to church this morning. A, a beautiful morning. It was crisp. It was cold. But the stars were just so brilliant. There wasn't a wind. Uh, the, the, the clean air. It was, it, was, it was a gorgeous morning. And maybe the Apostle Paul under the Spirit was looking at all the stars and the planets out there and he thought to himself, I wonder if there's other life out there. You've thought that too. We all have. But in the end, the Apostle Paul says, it doesn't matter. Because everything and everyone except the triune God was created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the end, there's nothing out there, anywhere, that will be able to separate us from God's love. And so you look at that list. There's so many things that we can't predict. There's so many things that we don't know about that will happen in this year of 2017. But there's one sure prediction. And that's why you are more than a conqueror. That nothing can ever separate you from, your, from the love of God. And what's the assurance? How do we know? How can we count on this? How do we know that none of these things can bring us down? Paul says, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in or because of Christ Jesus. That's the proof. That anytime we look at the cross, we are reminded of the proof of God's love for us. That he loved us so much that he gave his life for us. And that by his death on the cross and his resurrection, the victory is assured. And as a result, because of who you are, because you are a baptized child of God, and your faith is strengthened through God's word, and in just a few minutes through his sacrament, you have the assurance that you can step into this new year, the first day of the year, with confidence and assurance. That you can live fully and freely for God. Because Jesus Christ is part of you, and not only is he in you, but he is, he is working through you to make a difference in your life. Well, there you'll see lots of predictions for the new year, and we could talk about sports teams, uh, you know, we could talk about your Cubs, uh, we could talk about all those things, right? But there's only one sure prediction. And whether your personality or your attitude bent is negative or positive, it doesn't matter. That one prediction is for you. And what is it again? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. To begin the new year, let's confess our Christian faith in the word.